lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. Before we get started, I want to give two corrections from last week. The first is that Joseph had 11, not 10 brothers, but it was only his 10 half-brothers that were involved in the plot to kill him and his eventual sale. And together, Joseph and his 11 brothers make up the 12 tribes. And second, the word for miss the mark in Hebrew is chet. The word avera means to cross over, meaning to cross a moral boundary. But both words chet and avera are used to mean transgressions or sins. Okay, so today I want to discuss the idea of forgiveness as it's shown in the Torah in this week's Parsha very powerfully and through two amazing stories that I heard recently from my teacher, Sarah Yohavid Riggler. So to briefly recap from last week, Joseph's brothers had sold him into slavery. He spent years away from his family, okay? And he ended up in an Egyptian jail because of false accusations. He eventually becomes the viceroy of Egypt. And finally, his brothers come to Egypt and are dependent on his power and mercy. And when their father, Jacob, passes away, the brothers fear revenge of their brother, Joseph, who was so hated by them and is now so powerful. But what does Joseph tell them? He tells them, do not fear. Everything that happened to me was God's plan in order to bring salvation to all. You were nothing more than instruments. Joseph is really a model for forgiveness. Because what did he do here? He reconfigured what had happened to him. Normally, when somebody upsets us and we're having a hard time forgiving them, it's because we think that somebody did something bad to us. But see how Joseph totally flips this on his head. He realizes that it was not his brothers who actually harmed him. It was Hashem who decided to act through the brothers to send him down to Egypt as a slave and to put him in jail for 12 years and to bring him to Pharaoh and eventually make him viceroy. He realized that it was Hashem who was the source of everything that was happening to him, even though he was acting through his brothers. So my teacher, Sarah Havid Riggler, gives an amazing analogy. She speaks about a dog barking at a stick. If somebody's standing waving a stick and the dog's barking at the stick, is it the stick that the dog should be barking at or the person waving the stick? You know, a lot of times we're barking at the stick, but we don't realize Hashem's the one ultimately controlling everything we do. Obviously, we have moral free will. We speak about this. We have free will in the realm of our decisions, but ultimately Hashem doesn't allow anything to happen that he doesn't want to happen. He enables everything ultimately. And the second piece is that somebody did something bad to us. It was Hashem who ultimately only acts for our own good. We spoke about this in last week's Parsha that bad things don't happen to good people. Painful things can happen to good people for reasons we may not ever understand. We spoke about Kapara, paying a spiritual debt, a Nisayon, a test to help us better ourselves and refine ourselves, a Tikkun, something that needs to happen for the rectification of our soul. There's many reasons why things happen to us that we may never understand, but we should know it's ultimately for our own good. So in Joseph telling his brothers, you know, don't, don't worry, I'm not going to take revenge on you. Clearly, Hashem wanted you to sell me into slavery, to bring me to Egypt so I can get into this powerful position and, and save us all through this famine. 
And he said, you are nothing more than instruments. He understands that Hashem is the one really running the show ultimately and that everything he does is for the good. It's really, it's incredible. Sometimes it's really hard for us to forgive and to move on. Refusing to forgive somebody is like continuing to drink poison, hoping that it's going to kill the other person. It's like we're only harming ourselves if we're not willing to let go and move on. Forgiving somebody is for our own benefit. And as we're about to see in these stories that I'm about to tell you, forgiving somebody is extremely powerful and could even merit divine protection. There was a bride and a groom who got married right when Corona hit. And they had planned to have a big wedding. And then as they got closer to the wedding, they realized they were only going to be allowed to have 50 people at their wedding. And it was in Israel. And the, the groom was the son, uh, is the son of a big Rosh Yeshiva, like a big head of a Yeshiva here in Israel. And so they tried very hard to be in compliance with all the regulations and they were upset, but what could they do? So during the ceremony time, police came to the wedding to check out, make sure everything was okay and everything was in order. So they left. And during the celebration, a yeshiva bachar, a yeshiva student was on his balcony overlooking the celebration. And I guess maybe he thought it was a little out of hand or not in compliance, although it was. And he called the police on the wedding. And different policemen showed up. It was the, the Border Patrol, a very harsh uh, police unit. They were not the same police from before. And they broke up the entire wedding. They held up the bride and groom and his family. They ended up taking the groom's family with them into custody. I mean, it completely ruined the wedding. Now, you can imagine how upset the bride and groom were. Here, You get married once in a lifetime, you know, God willing. And it's such a special time. And to have it ruined in this type of a way by somebody... It's, it's really, it's so upsetting and to have your parents taken away and, and the whole thing when you were trying so hard to comply, they were so upset and they didn't know who had done it. And the yeshiva student, you know, didn't come forward for several months and fast forward and it's now Elul and right before, you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the yeshiva student is sitting at his Shabbos table with his family and his father gives over like a Devar Torah, some words of Torah, you know, to prepare his family for the holiday. And he says how he's speaking about how we need to forgive, but how certain acts are unforgivable. And he says, you know, whoever it was that called the police on that on that couple, that act is unforgivable because not only you you were taking away the joy of a bride and a groom. I mean, it's, it's terrible. So so the father is telling this to his son, not realizing it's his son who did this. And eventually his his son is, is getting the signs that he needs to come forward. So he finally tells his father, it was me. And the father says, you have to, you have to try to seek their forgiveness. So he first calls the Rosh Hashiva, the groom's father, and he tells him everything that's going on. And the groom's father says, listen, okay, I forgive you, which is amazing, by the way, he was taken to jail. I mean, he says, I forgive you, but you have to, you know, you have to seek forgiveness from the bride and the groom. So he goes to the bride and the groom and, and the Rosh Hashiva, the father had prepared the couple that this boy was going to call and apologize so they could prepare themselves. And they were very upset because truthfully, even six months later, they did not feel emotionally prepared to forgive this, this boy. They just didn't. So he calls and he's apologizing profusely and he's very upset. And eventually they, they find it in their hearts to forgive him. But it was very difficult for them. And fast forward a few months later, the bride ends up in a terrible car accident and she's pregnant and it it's looking 
really bad. The groom gets a call. He runs to the hospital. I mean, she was in really a bad car accident. I, I think the car was on fire, something like that. And she was pregnant. And I'm telling you, she walked away without a scratch. And they compl- they were so dumbfounded. They were so grateful. And they realized that obviously the bride had this gazera, this, this judgment on her that she was going to be in this car accident. And they really believed that in the act of forgiving this boy, they were spared. I mean, this is an unbelievable story. So now this is a story within a story. There recently was a fire on Saratskin, a, a street in Jerusalem, a bad fire. And there was a man who put out this video where he basically said that his neighbor had given him Corona and he was very upset with his neighbor and he, he was very angry with him and he couldn't like forgive him. He wasn't able to forgive him because his Chagim, the holidays were ruins for him. He had to be home. I mean, he could, couldn't dive in with a minion. It was, he was very upset. And then he had heard the story about this bride and groom who found it in their hearts to forgive this boy who ruined their wedding, essentially. And he was very inspired by it. So he said, okay, I'm going to forgive my neighbor. And soon after this fire happened, very recently, just a couple weeks ago, and he said that all the machsanim, all the storage units on the street were completely burnt, ruined, all the stuff inside. He said there was one machsan, there was one storage room that was not even touched, not even damaged. And it was their machsan, it was their storage room. And he thinks that it also was in the merit of forgiving his neighbor. My teacher, Sarah Yohavid Riggler, made a good point when she told these stories. She said, obviously, it doesn't mean every time we forgive someone, you know, we're going to see like a divine miracle happen, okay? But these stories are showing us the power in forgiving. Another motivation to forgive, if we're having a hard time, is that the Torah commands us to not take revenge and to not bear a grudge. It says, do not hate your brother in your heart. So this could be additional motivation to work on letting go. But what I think we see from these stories is that ultimately we are going to be the ones who benefit the most from forgiving somebody who has wronged us in some way. To sum up, forgiveness is a very powerful act and it's a mitzvah in the Torah. And to help us get there, we can remember that it's Hashem ultimately acting behind everything that happens to us and he only acts for our own good. Even if we don't understand it, hopefully we can see it. But even if not, we can know this. Hashem loves us and only wants to do good for us. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.